This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Victory in the dying embers of the game with a man less has certainly raised the spirits as we head into the season's third month. It's just a shame our fifth consecutive penalty shootout defeat lowered the tone slightly in midweek. But with only 800 in the crowd to see youngster Jimmy Knowles get on the score sheet, it seems very few care about the cup exploits as focus moved back to the task in hand, getting back-to-back victories as Oldham come to town on Saturday. This week, as the band are back together for what seems like the first time in ages, we'll reflect on the Groomsbury drama and talk about returning bodies as we aim to see the Stags climb up the league table. As always, we'll get your comments and questions in the live feed and we'll hear from boss John Dempster and midfielder Alex McDonald. The Chief was there to, to, to poke the ball home and to, to watch the Stag supporters erupt the way they did, the bench, you know, were on the pitch. It was a fantastic feeling and one of the feelings why you're in the game um, and, and one that will live long in the memory. It has been hard so far this year, but obviously if we keep concentrating on ourselves and not, and, and not worrying about too much and making sure that the performance is right, the effort levels are right, then I genuinely believe with the ability that we've got in the squad, we will climb this table. Plus tonight, we're celebrating World Mental Health Day by sitting down, enjoying a cuppa, a slice of cake and a good old chinwag. Why? Because mental health matters. Let's get the show underway. This is the Mansfield Matters Podcast. eternity since the three of us were together to sit down and have a good old conversation about the stags but here on this october night as the nights start to get a little bit darker the stag season is starting to get a little bit lighter thanks very much to christian pierce 
and his late, late goal at Grimsby last Saturday. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Get involved now in the comments below to have your say on your team. Lots to talk about tonight, including uh, wins with 10 men, returning goalkeepers, goal-scoring youngsters, and much, much more in between. Alongside me, Cam Felton and Nathan Edge. Nathan, welcome back to the UK. Thank you. Why did you bring horrible weather back with you? It's a guaranteed uh, weather in October. But um, to be fair, I was going to stay out there, but you mentioned cakes. I thought I'd best come back and, uh, and join you guys for a nice conversation again. Fantastic stuff. Well, we're, as always, delighted to have you back. Quick uh, rating on the cake, if you don't mind, Cam. Out of ten. Mm. I'd say ten. ten it, was, it was a good cake. It was a good okay. cake. Uh, why are we having cake, I hear you ask? Two reasons. Uh, the first, today, is a very important day. It's actually World Mental Health Awareness Day. Uh, lots of stuff been going on uh, today. Uh, it's really good and really important to sit down and have a conversation with your friends and talk openly about a number of things. If we can sit down and talk about football, then I'm sure... As you guys do as well, you can sit down and talk about your mental health. So we thought we'd make a cake uh, to celebrate that because it's an excuse. You didn't make the cake. Yeah, get it right. This is the thing. All right, my missus made the cake, um, but I told her to. It's all good. Um, but it's Asked. a... Told. <laughs> Asked. Told. Uh, <laughs> can we, uh, let me get back to my train of thought. Uh, if we can sit down and, and have conversations over a cake, it's a great conversation starter. I'm sure you guys can as well. We'll talk a little bit more towards the back end of the show about Mental Health Awareness Day. The second thing, uh, and the most important thing for this show, is that this podcast actually had a milestone quite a few weeks ago, uh, which we all seemingly forgot about. We passed our 100th episode, but we didn't realise until after the show, and then for the following two or three weeks after, none of us could be together at the same time. So tonight is our 100th-ish podcast, which means we've got a 100th-ish cake to celebrate. So that's the reason for that. Let's get into the podcast. That's Ooh. all the, the, the rubbish out of the way. Uh, let's get into the podcast. Nathan, you weren't in the country. And your absence from the UK meant the Stags <laughs> finally got to winning ways. How delighted slash annoyed were you when Christian Pierce got the ball in the back of the net? I, I predicted it beforehand. <laughs> I mean, I wish I'd thought about it when we did the pre-record uh, for last week's podcast. It, it didn't cross my mind when we did the uh, prediction uh, game, the fact that we do really well when I'm not here. Um, it seems to be a common theme. Um, again, I couldn't make Carlisle away and we won that game. I did make Scunthorpe at home, but... You know the games that we've done better in this season. Same with Port Vale. I wasn't there for that. Um, we've done well, and so I just had this feeling that I'm going to be out of the country, even though we very rarely, well, apart from last year, get results at Grimsby. I just had this little feeling when I was out there that we might actually, actually do it. However, when we got to the what was it, sixty off, sixty minutes off, like those, yeah. Um, I, I started to think, well, maybe I'm wrong this time, but I wasn't, and we did pull it out at the very, very, very last minute. And uh, what a feeling it was uh, for me to celebrate at the poolside again this happened last year <laughs> against Lincoln I was at poolside uh, got a last minute goal and I couldn't help but you know cheer and uh, it happened again this year it was a, I'm not going to complain it was a performance cam which had all the ingredients which Mansfield have lacked over the past you know yeah. well let's be honest entirety of this season in terms of it wasn't pretty that doesn't matter because it's all about the result but going down to 10 men having that grit and determination to fight for every last second for every last ball because in previous weeks maybe the Stags wouldn't have thrown so many people forward in that last minute to win the free kick in the first place and then have the guts to obviously battle and try and win the ball in the box for the goal oh definitely I think the most important thing is my god CJ can actually run 
Because, oh my lord, you know, if that had been any other game this season, it wouldn't have bothered. Because that has literally been the thing with CJ this season. It just doesn't seem interested. Great player, bags of talent, showed it last season. Not the same player this season, and that's the one thing that's been missing from his game is just them driving runs, getting at defenders. And that's the thing. Like, like their man, I think it was some, what their management team said. It's a challenge that their defenders got to make. Cause if he's not, he's clean through, and he'd be practically guaranteed to score one on one with keeper. Well, maybe not. <laughs> um, but it, it, like you said, it is literally just them little things and having that hunger and desire, and actually wanting to get like gritting your teeth and just grinding the result out. And it, after, after that performance, I'd have took a draw, but. Um, just the way that we won it can't beat it away from home a local-ish derby apparently um, stretching it a bit now aren't we that's what it's been built up as in the past all the one o'clock kickoffs and all that even in conference it were well I think at the moment when you look at the teams we've got in the league I think they are geographically the second I think, I think closest, the, closest, yeah. the closest is Macclesfield that's like 55 <coughs> miles we've got, got the as well which is obviously close but we don't get those sort of games, so it's like when they do come around, it's like if, if, if there's a way to win it, then last minute from the centre back captain is definitely the way to Second do it. Top Second scorer. top goal scorer, <laughs> Danny Rose is now watching over his shoulder. <laughs> oh, Very yeah. far back as well. Absolutely. Uh, right then, uh, let's uh, have a little look at some of your comments uh, coming in. As always, if you've got any comment to make uh, on all things Mansfield Town, drop them in the comments below if you're watching the video version of this. If you listen to the audio version, come and join us every Thursday at 6 30. Why? Because Mansfield matters. That's his line. It's all right. Yeah, I'm talking now. That's all good. Oh, dear. I'm I'm disappointed for you. I'm making up for not being here last week. I'll allow you to punch him. It's fine. Uh, So, Roger says, uh, Evening, lads. Great uh, weather I witnessed in Vegas last week. They got the result last week, uh, which was badly needed. Uh, As I say, was in Vegas, but reports said a scrappy game uh, from uh, fellow supporters. Scrappy scrappy game it was indeed. So we had a bit of potluck, did we? We said, oh... God's sake. <laughs> Can yes. you go away for two weeks? Yes. Please? <laughs> I've not missed that. Uh, Jody is uh, pulling uh, laughing, crying faces at CJ running. Uh, Callum has been in touch and he says, uh, in all honesty, a 0-0 draw at the start of the game would have been a good result. The last minute winner is just the icing on the cake. Speaking of cake, are you passing some of the, that around the stand on Saturday? No. <sighs> Awkward. Um, I mean, there's none left in my ball already. I mean, so. I've got none, so... <sighs> Last time I saw Nathan, he was considerably thinner, and he, he, I brought through the cake, <laughs> which was a small square of the cake, and he said, "Is this what everyone else is having? Where's where's the rest?" <laughs> Look, I've turned holiday mode, all inclusive. You want to you make the most of that. And also, Callum, I would love to hand, hand the rest of the cake around. However. Uh, I help run a dementia, active minds, mental health group at football in the community on Fridays, where that cake will be coming with me tomorrow, and I guarantee there'll be none left after tomorrow, mainly because all the staff will eat it. Um, none left <laughs> after tonight, don't worry. Yeah. That's a very good point, very actually. It's a very, it's a very nice cake. I'm quite it concerned. Is. I want to know what, what's, what's happened to her and where <laughs> the real baking's gone to. It almost feels shot, shot brought. Don't worry, she's never going to watch or listen to this, so I can say what I want. Very true. <laughs> Very true. Uh, Roger <laughs> says uh, they've got to keep keep banging on the door to get that win, to get the wins, to build more confidence, which has been knocked by early defeats and setbacks. <coughs> Very true. Because let's be honest, whilst it was such a euphoric feeling to get that um, to get that victory and 
to, to get in that mindset. It means absolutely nothing, Nathan, if we don't back that up on Saturday with victory against Oldham. Well, that's what we've failed to do so far, isn't it? You know, we, we got the result at Carlisle where we all said, even though it was very early on in the season, we said, oh, is this going to be the kickstart of our season? Obviously, we couldn't follow that up with a win. Then we beat Scunthorpe, and again, we didn't follow that up with a win. Uh, so for, for us now, the next big goal is is, is the back-to-back wins, if, obviously, if you're excluding Tuesday night's match. Um, so Saturday is going to be another very big game. It sounds mad to say the big games are so early on in the season, but because of the start we have, we've had, it really is a big game. So I think, I think you know, if I'm going to be quite honest, I don't think Saturday against Grimsby was the best performance ever. Far from it. But it didn't need to be, did it? No, I mean, luckily Grimsby were pretty poor. I mean, we've got to we've got to say that. I don't know whether it's because we made them look poor with our defending. I mean, when we went down to ten men, they didn't even have a shot on goal. So Logan, uh, apart from the first half, we had a couple of uh, a couple of things to do in that half. He didn't really have anything to do. So we were looking that aspect that Grimsby weren't great. Um, but the thing is, all you can only do is beat what's in front of you. And we did what we had to do after going down to ten men. And the uh, Pierce were there to to take all three points, and I, like everyone else said, I'd have took a draw at the beginning of that. However, we just now need to move on to Saturday and build on that. We've got to build. The important thing for me is to not do what we did against Leighton Orient. I mean, in some respects, we did because we had we had that midweek game on Tuesday, which we've not even really referenced yet, which I'm sure we'll talk about later on. Obviously, another defeat on penalties. I'm going to set you a, a bit of a, a pop quiz later on yes. uh, in the show oh, for that. Yes. I know you look, only one, only two question, two sided uh, pop quiz. But Nathan um, still lose. Well, there you go. Um, but the <laughs> thing is, see. when we played against Leighton Orient. We went into that game on the Tuesday night with a bit of a bounce because we'd done well at, at Carlisle. We went two goals up and we were looking all confident. Then we got cocky and switched off. We need to make sure we're learning from our mistakes, don't we, Cam, when it comes to Oldham on Saturday. Because even though they're in a similar situation to us, new manager, um, obviously bottom end of the table, they will still scrap, they will still fight. Oh, yeah, and, and, and their manager loves to mess with us. I'm sure he does. Dino, of course, Stevenage manager. Yeah. Dino, decent manager. This Very is this manager. is this is the thing. I suppose in this division we've got decent managers, just really bizarre clubs, and it just seems that every time that we come up against him, it, it just runs us ragged. And we saw last what happened last season. That game put a huge, huge, huge dent in our promotion hopes, which then proved out to be pivotal so let's just hope that Oldham are a little bit easier <laughs> unfortunately a little bit of a bogey team as well though aren't they Absolutely. I mean I can't remember the last yeah. time we ever beat Oldham that seems, that seems a hell of a long time ago we, in the conference we played them a couple of times in the mm-hmm. cup and couldn't beat them then um, the worst one of course being Oldham away live on Sky oh, at the back end of last season where we were it. woeful and should have done worst away for that goal worst away day ever absolutely Oh, it's up there. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. up there. My I wouldn't person, say worse. Personally, my my worse. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say worse. I have my reasons. Some of us went to Hayes and Yedding in the conference. Um, <laughs> exactly. A hide away on a Tuesday night. Oh, oh yeah. Training, oh, oh, no, stop it. I need therapy. <laughs> Forest stop Green it. on a Friday please, night. Please stop. Please, please, please. At least stop. we're not Chesterfield and we filed away on a Tuesday oh, night. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's nasty. That's nasty. Nasty. Do you mind swearing on the podcast? Uh, oh. Gary asks, uh, how will we look in prior to the selling off at Grimsby? For me. 
we looked alright I think to be honest we looked better after it because it yeah. was one of those things which sparked us into life we created a few chances um, I think Danny Rose had one which was which was well saved we looked alright going forward but it we just it looked a little bit stale and it it needed something the game needed something to get it going and unfortunately it was a red card which we all obviously took that sharp intake of breath and thought oh here we go again and another one another defeat's imminent here but it was that which sort of shocked us into life a little bit I thought we were a little bit average I felt we were a little bit defensive in midfield and I don't know I just I felt there was something a little bit missing but hopefully that spark into life is what's going to fuel the fire a little bit going forward <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not convinced it will I hope it will but I think up to that point it was a bit, a bit the same as many of the games really. <coughs> I think the issue lied in midfield it was just non-existent I mean Maka probably had one of his better games that he's had so far this season he, he seemed to be everywhere and battling which I think he does so well especially away from home um, but apart from that I mean the creativity and things it was just there really wasn't a lot there um, so we really really need to start getting a grip on that for, for coming into because I think against anybody else on Saturday we probably wouldn't have come out with a, with three points I think if we had someone had a bit more quality about them yeah. the Grimsby side I think we could have been looking at a similar scoreline that we've faced already this season so I don't want to be negative but for me that was the sort of um, feeling I got from from the point up to the sending off when we seem to actually improve ourselves a little bit once bitten twice shy still to come tonight we'll talk about Tuesday night's uh, leasing.com uh, trophy game another defeat on penalties pop question coming up very very soon for you guys to get involved with uh, as well um, and we'll talk about returning players obviously potential change of the guarding goal on Saturday with Bobby Lashley back between the sticks on Tuesday night players returning as well we'll talk who can slot into that back three with uh, Hayden White suspended and much much more to come first though let's find out how that uh, late goal at Grimsby has had an effect on the players this week in training let's hear from the Stags boss John Dempster on uh, that late late victory at Grimsby on Saturday he's been speaking that I follow Stags. The players came in on Monday with a real spring in their step. Um, you know, the atmosphere in the dressing room after the game was brilliant. You know, we've been on the wrong end of um, results in the last minute. So to be on the right end of the result was was fantastic. And, um, you know, for Mal Benin to have the, the bottle to put the, the quality cross in that he did. Um, and if you look at the players that were competing for the ball, Sweens and Cookie were getting in the way of each other because they were desperate to get first contact. And um, the chief was there to, to to poke the ball home and to to watch the stag supporters erupt the way they did. The bench, you know, were on the pitch. It was a fantastic feeling and one of the feelings why you're in the game um, and and one that will live long in the memory. We've got clean sheets in the, in this squad. Um, you know, we're, we're fortunate to have three good goalkeepers. Conrad's in very good form. Bobby got 90 minutes the other night. We've got an outstanding young goalkeeper. Um, but not only that, you know, we, we expect the whole team to work together to get clean sheets and we expect to get more clean sheets between now and the end of the season. Um, we've had some impressive ones already. Um, but yeah, to, to, to get that clean sheet, scoring the last minute, it, it was the best way to do it. I didn't feel we were brilliant up until the point where Hayden got sent off. You know, we, we, the effort was there, but the quality was lacking. Um, but it, when, when Hayden got sent off, it, the boys reacted brilliantly and we didn't ever feel in danger. Um, 
it, you know, there could be question marks on, you know, how many opportunities we created possibly because, you know, when you're down to 10 men, it's a, a real challenge. But we didn't ever feel in danger. And um, when Connor uh, linked up in the middle of the pitch and slid CJ down the left-hand side and you saw CJ open up, um, we, you know, we were angry to say the least when their, their player took CJ out and from their bench's point of view they were quite pleased they were saying it was a, a, a good professional foul but we were raging because we felt that CJ could get down the left and create that opportunity so we were disappointed at that moment in time thinking that the game had probably gone because there, there wasn't long left on the clock but like I say for Mal to step up and, and, and deliver the ball the way he did and the commitment levels from the players to be competing for the ball and, and KP to be you know finishing it and being up there with our top goal scorers was fantastic. Stace boss John Dempster speaking earlier today to I Follow Stace. You can watch that in full by heading over to mansfieldtown.net forward slash uh, I Follow, of course. You can uh, watch lots of great content on there as well. Let's talk Tuesday night, then obviously leasing.com um, trophy action. Second of three group games. Still got Burton Albion, a trip to Burton to come in early November. Stags need to win in 90 minutes to get through. Uh, they should get through on five points, obviously. Uh, two draws so far in the trophy. Uh, both one all and both losing on penalties. This time, though, Nathan, the Stags' penalties were improved. Yeah, yeah much, much improved. I think it was because of a, a good save from uh, the crew keeper, Ray, eh, that you know, um, ultimately led, led, led us to, to lose it, really. So you can't really fault any of our players as such. They were all decent penalties, which was a nice change. Which um, which one was... Which save was that? Was it the one where... Smith. In, the shoot, in the shootout? Oh, Smith. Smith. Yeah, Smith. Yeah. Smith, hit the, Smith hit the post. But the keeper tipped onto the post. Yeah, he tipped it onto the post. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cook yeah, just went... Straight out middle, and keeper read it. To be fair, I forgot, I forgot about Cooks actually. No, <laughs> to be fair, Cooks was a good penalty. The keeper just read it because yeah. he's, he's expecting the keeper to move. If he moves, that's a great penalty. He drilled it, but I yeah. thought Smith went straight onto post from where no, I was. He tipped it onto the post. It was a great save, yeah. really good save. So that's what I was referring to. Essentially, you know, we've seen worse penalties anyway. Let's say that over the last, uh, well, especially the last you know three or four penalty shootouts we've had. So. Uh, one little bit of positive I mean for the actual game itself well, we'll come to the game in a minute because whilst we're talking about penalties that leads me very nicely to the pop question two part question first part is obviously we've now lost five consecutive penalty shootouts when was the last time we won a penalty shootout playoff semi-final yeah sure about that Ooh, well, it depends. Yeah. Are we Ooh. talking about the league, though, or ah, I don't know which one it is? So. Any, any, any in Mansfield Town's history, when was the last time we won a penalty shootout? Are we answering and, now, or? and who? Oh, we'll, and, and we'll come back to it in a bit. And who was sent off in that game? You guys at home as well. Same question to you. When was the last time Mansfield won a penalty shootout? And who got sent off in that game? We'll come back to that later. Hold that thought. We'll come back to that later. Let's talk about the game though, Cam. Uh, Ten changes expected. Uh, The best news of all though uh, was the change in goal. Bobby Lesnick finally back. And to be honest, he looked like his old self, didn't he? Oh, definitely. And I think the... (laughs) <laughs> I'd say the only negative was probably letting the goal in but that was a very the player just absolutely hammered it and it looked like when it threw it side at net it was hilarious yeah. at the actual time nobody thought it was a goal did they? they didn't the even stand. think it was a goal at yeah. first no even their commentators yeah. said it's side netting didn't it <laughs> no it, it, I watched it back and it, it did go in the net but it just hit it that hard 
Bobby just had no chance and nobody saw it so but other than that rather unfazed to be honest never never looked in, in any particular danger confident commanding his box came for the ball made a few alright saves and just a bang average performance to be honest oh, but see, it's a massive positive that he is back absolutely I think the thing for me was the fact how it changed our style of play because all of a sudden and this is no disrespect to, to Conrad because we've had this conversation numerous times but all of a sudden we've had we've got a keeper coming to confidently confidently claim and catch crosses we've got a keeper who's a little bit more vocal positively vocal <laughs> and we've also got that distribution from the back of playing, of looking for players, playing it out quickly, good distribution as well, rather than just booting it up to your target man. I was, I was going to say that for me, uh, that game, you know, based on Alejnik's performance, there were three things that I picked out. You mentioned two there: one, the quick distri- distribution and uh, his commanding of his box, you know, coming out to claim crosses, which is something that we've missed. But I think the third one that I I noticed as well throughout the match is that the defence seemed a bit more happy to to play back to him. There was many occasions where we was uh, you know heading it back to him for him to come and claim or or even playing it back to him on the floor whereas numerous times this season you can see the hesitation in our defence of doing that to, to Conrad so th- I think that is a a trust thing and, and, and a belief that he's going to be there on the receiving end to deal with it so that's another big 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 positive that hopefully uh you know, if he does start on Saturday, or we'll, we'll see in that game as well. I can't see him not starting. I mean, to be fair, Logan did very little wrong, if if at all anything wrong at, at Grimsby. Kept a clean sheet, has played wellish last couple of games. But since he's been, since obviously Ian Pledge has left, he's t- taken on that goalkeeping coach role. With Bobby now back, I would very much accept expect to see Conrad taking a step back being there if, if he was needed in terms of injuries and, and that sort of thing but Bobby then going into that number one spot yeah. with Aidan Stone as the understudy I hope so that's what I would want that to see fair, yeah. Yeah. I, I just think that's the way it's going to fold out with Conrad going into the, the play so if, if logic made sense that would be the, the logical way wouldn't it but we also have the Mansfield Town way, so who knows what'll happen. Absolutely. Uh, keep your comments uh, coming in, some of them uh, about Tuesday. Get them in now, get them in below. Uh, if you watch it on the video version, of course. Uh, Roger says, some great midfield play on Tuesday night, but lacks that final quality in the last third. Should give dumps to some selection quandaries, i.e. Knowles, Smith, etc. Uh, very interesting to hear him speak about uh, Jimmy Knowles today as well. And to be honest, this is where you've got to applaud Dempster as a, as a coach, because it would be very easy... <coughs> excuse me to throw Knowles in to the mix or put him on the bench for Saturday's game but like Dempster said the issue is you've got Danny Rose playing well you've got Maynard and Cook who are going to be ahead of Knowles anyway if you sit him on the bench he's highly unlikely to get on you might as well send him back with the 18s the 21s to play foot, to play on the Saturday and get game time and get minutes and get goals and develop his game against players rather than just sitting him on the bench and wasting his talent you've got to utilize it at the right time when there's an injury or a suspension which let's face it it's Mansfield it's every two games um <laughs> it, it, it could happen then I'm sure every, he'll, every he'll two, get the call we've got Aim White average one J- I'm sure it averages one every two games Jacob yeah. Mellis is injured <coughs> that's injured though isn't it I'm talking about suspensions yeah but you just said injuries and suspensions yeah yeah but I know what I meant <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but well, the point I'm getting at is he will be there, but the best way to utilise his talent and for him to develop 
is by letting him play with the 18s and getting game time and getting goals and confidence and developing as a footballer rather than just saying well done son you've scored a goal for the first team you're going to be on the bench yes I think he deserves a chance but the likelihood is the percentage of him getting a chance in a league game is very very slim compared to developing him for another three four months in the 18s I think that's the, probably the best way to handle that for me personally I oh massively think. I think I went to the game on Tuesday night I wish sometimes I didn't because he was freezing but I, I, personally I thought the two standout players on the pitch were Jimmy Knowles and James Clark at right back yeah I was very impressed with uh, James Clark he's, he's always normally, impressed me. normally I'd say Alistair Smith was like one of the standout players I just think it, I don't know what it was but it, nothing seemed the, to go off the ball defensively he was brilliant but his, his control and his touch and his, his passing was a little bit but there's still players that need to develop and that's the, that's the whole reason for this competition and yeah enough the EFL and <coughs> whoever else has ruined it and invited and all these B the other, teams there's the highlighted point though about the difference between sitting on the bench every week and playing regular football Smith sits on the bench because he's the nominated under 21 club homegrown player not getting any football other than reserve team and friendlies which isn't very prominent at the minute due to whatever therefore his game on Tuesday in, in the cup was his first game since the last time a month ago that's not developing a player mm. whereas Knowles in that space of time he played in that 40, he played 45 minutes in that first one and to be honest had a stinky didn't really get the ball and it's not that's not slagging him off it's just saying in the first game he played he didn't yeah. get the ball didn't get the service didn't get the opportunities which he which he got he's then gone away for a month developed scored goals coming and then that, that difference has been there to see whereas Smith has probably gone the opposite way I think that unless you're going to use a player you're absolutely right what is the point of them sitting on the bench you know and I, you, you can argue that yes they'll get the uh, that sort of uh, match day experience that they you know with the first team but that's only going to be better, a little bit beneficial. They're going to get more from, like you say, playing playing football, being on the pitch and developing in that aspect. So as much as we want to see youth players on the bench or on that so on, on, you know, on the squad sheet, what is the point if they're not going to get to play? So, so I think I'd agree. Don't <coughs> we've also obviously got young players out on loan. Um, uh, Gibbo's out on loan at Boston. Yeah. Tyrese and Clay's at Radcliffe. Radcliffe doing well I think he's there till January uh, buying goals yeah goals in getting the assists getting the performances so we've developing got, exactly we've got all these young players with so much potential and they're actually developing what, what I hope will be different this year is if we say come to January and we're a few players short I just hope we don't I'd rather than us bringing four or five loanies in that's when I want to see us use them exactly that's, that's, that's the idea and rather that, than doing that and that's the point now with we can sit here and say oh, he scored a goal let's get him on the bench but that's the point now you develop him now to get him that game time so when he comes when it comes to that January February time when we're low on numbers for whatever reason and we're not looking at young players from you know your 21s or whatever then do it you could argue that obviously you brought Afalan Afalan without wings Afalan without wings uh, in from West Ham is this is sort of contradicting that a little bit it is and it isn't he's more developed because he's older he's got a little bit more experience and he is only in until January when January comes and he more than likely goes back to West Ham to go up a league or to go and play in their 21s and develop again that's the opportunity where Knowles and your Sinclairs will then get that chance to sweep in and get the chance and they'll be better for it having played out on loan at your Radcliffe's having played 
18s and 21s football they'll be better for it and that's where the academy system and the links we've got will come to fruition yeah. so you've got to think of the bigger picture in that respect oh definitely and I think these are the first few players that are really coming through under the academy so obviously we've had the academy in the past and bought through legends of the club and all that and then obviously the academy died a death and it's always been there as such but we'd, you'd get like the odd few gems like yeah, Connor Higginson's yeah, Adam Soms yeah, oh, Liam Marsden Jack Thomas were had come through but they wouldn't have that development and now we're starting to see players coming through that are like right they, they're alright now but keep developing in the youth and we're going to be selling them on for bare pennies in the future the Exeter model the crew model exactly it works. works it works which works it does work uh, let's uh, go back to some more of your comments uh, come in uh, Ricky says it was great seeing Bobby rolling the ball out from the back Joby says hooray Bobby is back uh, Roger says players should be aiming for the corners with the the height of the penalties end of hitting down the middle is risky poor penalty taking in my view wish I could take a training session with them but that's never going to happen you never know get your badges you never know where it might lead um, uh, he also says uh, disagree no should be on the bench uh, disagree no should be on the bench and think he would score in my opinion uh, think he's hungry to play nothing to lose with him in the squad well I'm sure he'll get his opportunity eventually at some point and when it comes he will he will take it but for me personally I just don't think that that's, so I think, that's now I think he would have a game <coughs> this Saturday anyway yeah if, if if say for example we we picked up some injuries like we did earlier this season and Rosa was out and yeah, cause we've got a few bit. back in now with Akalai and Cook and all that if they was out I'd be quite excited to see Noel's in there I would be definitely yeah. excited to see him because uh, I was, I was, I was I like, like Tuesday night I was excited for that and it's why I like going to these leasing.com or checker trade or blah whatever they're called as much as people hate them I, I like I them love for them. that reason um, so it would be exciting but at the same time you think of what, mani- what what sort of pressure the manager's under at the moment and if he does go in there throw a kid in that uh, in, into the mix and even though he does look, of co- look, look confident put him in, in against uh, men on a Saturday when it really really matters and it doesn't go well it's one going to be detriment to the players development which obviously we spoke a lot about just, just a moment ago but two it's not going to bode well for John Dempstick although a lot of people want to see our youth team players come through they also want results right now so can he afford to take that risk at the moment and I don't think he we've can s- we've seen this before uh, you know, Adam Murray manager under pressure brings through Jack Thomas throws him in at the deep end and look how that happens yeah didn't end well did it in, in the end in the started end. off well but it peaked off because he'd not had that consistent development incidentally though uh, from all of us at Mansfield Matters we'd like to wish Adam Murray all the very best in his yes. caretaker role at Barnsley who'd have seen that coming <laughs> don't know exactly but that's that's thing it's having that being in the back room and being in the youth setup because if he does well that might be enough to land him the job if he gets a couple of wins and good performances but this is not Barnsley Matters this is Mansfield Matters so let's but, go back to club legend and friend of the show friend of the show and spent time working with the youth team when yeah 
things weren't going well. Yeah, that's 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 very true. That's very true. Uh, let's move back to the yeah. here the here and now though. Uh, other players who uh, could potentially put them in the frame in, in into the mix. Obviously, Matt Preston still suspended. Uh, obviously, second yellow card, four game ban, so he'll miss uh, the Oldham game back for Forest Green. Um, looks like then they that it would be Connor Shaughnessy who will take up that role uh, in that back three alongside uh, Pierce and Sweeney, unless. John Dempster changes it, but I don't see why he would change it from a three to a four. He probably doesn't have to change it. The only thing that I think we probably could see, where we've just been talking about young players that might get the nod for Saturday, is that we might see Clark um, at least on the bench because I think if uh, yeah. he offers something different, if, if anything else does happen to that defence, which we <coughs> you know is a possibility, we haven't got much cover on the bench, especially in the centre back um, you know position. So. Or if you know um, Chauncey has to go into midfield, you've got Callum Gordon. You've got a lot, you, you've got to sort of got to get a bit of cover in there. And I think Clark, we've seen him. I think he has he has played in the he's league. He's played a couple he? of league, yeah. league games uh, when both Gordon and White were both injured. And yeah. he didn't look like you wouldn't pick Very him out. He got man of the match, didn't he, on his debut? Absolutely, yeah. you won't pick him out as a young player. So I, for, no. for one, think that he. He'll cert- I think he's surely got to be on the bench for Saturday anyway, just even if it's a cover. But I wouldn't be too worried if I uh, if I saw him on the starting lineup either. Me neither. I Definitely. think he's a very good. Uh, I think obviously not come through our academy as such, brought in to develop in our academy, but has got his opportunity. I've been very pleased with him uh, since he's come in. But also, if he's not the option, the only other option you've got in terms of that back three is playing Mal Benning at left side centre back and then putting even um, CJ at, nope. on the on the left wing. Nope. Ben is not a great left side centre back, unfortunately. He's a legend, but not a, he's not a centre back. <laughs> I didn't uh, get and CJ's definitely not a left wing back. Yeah. If you're going to do that, just go four at the back. What, what is yeah, the point exactly. for? Ben in left back, go two centre centre backs, and also and why stretch? Exactly, it's, but it's, it's, the system, it's the system, isn't it, and the fluency of play and. Yada yada yada. What what, what what fluency? <laughs> well, yeah, I've not seen much fluency that, there, that is also very true. <laughs> I uh, still don't think this formation works at the moment. So I mean, that's a completely different subject that could, we could go on for a long time. But um, I still wouldn't be uh, opposed to seeing a change anyway. The way we're playing lately. I'd like us to go to a four. I, I just want to see us do a bit more oh, midfield, geez. and we just need the players there for that. But oh, whatever, we we we're banging on something that probably isn't going to change. So there's no point really going into that much detail of it really so tell you is it something that won't change Neil Bishop absolute legend on Saturday proper wind up merchant and you know what when when you go down to 10 men you either sink or swim and when you've got players like Bish galvanising the team and Ding. had to get it in there solidifying the team Ding. Um, and just getting under the skin of the, of the other team the other fans and it just seemed to give us a bit of a bounce and I mean football wise he probably wasn't having one of his better oh, games yeah, it was a shocker of a game a terrible game in, in his football ability but I guess leadership well I don't think leadership is the right, right word but men- mentally I guess he, yeah, uh, you've got to get, get on the team it's probably, skin, it's probably because they all scum for probably, yeah, scum for, probably yeah. a big thing to do with it isn't it absolutely but not going to knock it it certainly, uh, certainly worked because you see the way they keep reacting at the end of the game alright <laughs> <laughs> that was great oh dear uh, the important thing now is obviously we've, we've rested the key players um, in Tuesday night's game which gives them a bit of bit of energy obviously you don't want to play your likes of Pierce in that game. Your roses because pick Pierce up little. Did warm up though, didn't yeah, it warmed up. It was part of part of the warm up. But you don't want to play those, yeah. especially with suspensions and everything. Excuse me, hanging over you, which is a good thing to do 
it keeps them fresh. The important thing now is to go into Saturday and get back-to-back wins. That's exactly what's been on the mind of John Dempster. Let's hear from him again as he highlights the importance of getting another three points on the board and getting back-to-back wins for the first time this season. Don't forget the pop quiz question. When was the last time Mansfield won a penalty shootout and who got sent off in that game? Answers coming up after we've heard from John Dempster. It'd be massive because in this league... Everybody knows that if you can put back-to-back wins together um, at any stage of the season, it sees you rocket up the league. Um, again, it'll only enhance confidence and belief. Um, it's a real opportunity Saturday to, to go and do that. We've uh, we, we missed opportunities this season to go back-to-back. We had an unbelievable chance to do it against uh, Leighton Orient after a brilliant away victory at Carlisle. So, you know, we're hardened. We've been through a lot over the last... Um, couple of months, myself included, and we'll be given everything on Saturday in front of the home crowd to go back to back and get three points on the table. At, at times over the seven years I've been at the, the club, that's been one of our strengths, you know, that the, the home supporters getting behind us, um, invigorating the team, driving the team forward to attack. Um, uh, but, it, you know, it's a two-way street. We need to, we need to get the supporters off their seats we need our players playing with confidence and freedom and courage to um, lift the supporters and get them get them behind us but we'll we'll be going um, full throttle on on uh, Saturday there were times on Tuesday night when we were full throttle when we looked dangerous and we were winning the ball high up the pitch that's where the, our, our goal came from Jimmy's goal came from you know winning the ball high up and we're going to encourage more of that pressing high up the pitch um, Dino's sides are always hard to beat and organised, uh, but we'll be setting about them early doors on the front foot uh, and giving everything, not only for our supporters, but for each other and making sure that we put those back-to-back wins together. Stakes boss John Nemster speaking to I Follow Stakes early today. You can catch up with that info on mansfieldtown.com forward slash I Follow. I knew you were going to do that. Uh, a couple of comments uh, coming in during that, uh, talking about obviously the reactions to the win at Grimsby. Callum says, I loved Bish and the other players giving a bit back to the poor Grimsby fans <laughs> who can give it but can't take it. Uh, and Jody says, was their goalie really allowed to manhandle Bish the way he did? To be honest, I was glad he, he did that because he, he started what could have turned ugly and he calmed it down a little bit because nobody wants to see that but it was great from Bish I love the passion a macker trying to sort it out after just getting McEwen by scruff at neck everyone everyone loves Macca Macca, we will hear from Macca in the next five minutes or so but first uh, time to reveal the answer to the pop quiz obviously we lost our fifth consecutive penalty shootout on Tuesday in the leasing.com trophy so I've asked Nathan and Cam uh, who the Stags last beat on penalties and who got sent off in that game first and foremost do you think you know the player who got sent off Nathan do you think you know I'm just going to take a guess because I've just realised I've got the game wrong as well but I'm just going to go with Richard Sutton wrong <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the red card the red card got, but you do think you know the game I think I know the game go on then FA Cup Correct. Slough Town away. Correct. Cam gets a point uh, for for getting the game, uh, which we won on penalties. It was an FA Cup first round replay played at Beaconsfield Town uh, on a horrible Tuesday night. At that point, Slough didn't have their own ground, which they, they do they didn't. now. Yeah, but they do now. They were ground sharing with Beaconsfield at the point. Weren't Shane Redmond because he played? Yeah. Jake Spate took a penalty. Yeah, Redmond saved a, a couple. Spate took a penalty. How do you remember this? <laughs> 
This is this is. I think what I tried to block Correct, I did. Thank you for remembering. Can I have a bonus point for that? Yes, you can. Yes. You won anyway because I mean I've got a clue. Briscoe took a penalty. Can you remember who got sent off? Can we have an initial? Well, the answer's blatantly obvious. It's been staring you in the face for at, twi- at least twice in this podcast. Aaron Murray. No. No. John Dempster. John Correct. Dempster. <laughs> That's the oh, connection. John Dempster was the one who got sent off in, uh, in extra time. <laughs> and we managed to claw its wow. penalties, yeah. He did a Vinnie Jones. Got a bit handy. Ah, fair enough. <laughs> so there you go. I, th- I, w- I was thinking, ooh, is it, isn't it? Yeah, it must be. Because I can't think of any other. I'm assuming <coughs> nobody else got that in the comments. No, no, no. Clearly, nobody is uh, as mental as me and come to memorise pointless crap like that. I mean, that is really pointless. Hey, yeah, that, 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 that run got us to one of the best stags cup runs ever. Well, it wasn't one of the best, but we got Came We got started off so badly by drawing against them at home. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <coughs> and then obviously it's still not as bad. It's still not as bad as losing to Matlock. That is true. Awful. Times. Yeah, bad times. Yeah. Let's let's talk about <laughs> some more. Actually, no, the bad times. Oh, we well, played we played work, Workington Town in the fourth quality of the because we played Workington in the quality, Slough in the first round, Lincoln in the second round, Liverpool in the third. Correct. Well remembered. Genius. Correct. I remember working away. Uh, back in the days where I used to commentate, I... Back in my day. Back in my day. Seems a long while ago now. I was so violently ill, I could barely speak that game, and I was doing solo commentary as well. Full commentary, uh, working to the way, about this close from the pitch. Uh, and George Pilkington wasn't playing that game, as he never did. <laughs> uh, it was sat behind me, and at half-time, I stopped talking. Don't know, I managed not to cough or anything. Turned the microphones off, got this bottle out and had a massive swig of this bottle. It was buttercup syrup, but I don't think George <laughs> Pilkington had ever seen buttercup syrup before. And he leaned over and went, Craig, what, what, the, what, the, what you got there? What you got there? Is it, you know, is it alcohol or whatever? I went, no, it's buttercup syrup. And he went, he went, what's that? I've never had it before. I went, here, taste it. <laughs> Took a swig of it, spat it straight back up. <laughs> anyway, moving back to the... Uh, Quality. The, the, moving back to the here and now. Obviously, uh, Alex McDonald, we mentioned him earlier on in terms of his antics uh, after, after the game. But also, Nathan, you mentioned his performances on the pitch of late as well. It's players like Alex McDonald that's been here a while who has got the potential to be class for us, who is really going to get us through this murky spell of war, isn't he? Potentially. Um <laughs> the irony is the week before. Um, who did we play? I forgot now. Who we had the week before? Plymouth. That was it. Plymouth. When we obviously lost one, I actually thought it was his worst game of the season. I thought he was awful, and I was thinking he, for me, he needed to be dropped. Uh, but then, ouch! That's yeah, harsh. Well, that, that's how I, I felt. Consistent all season, and it gets one get Consistently crap. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's 90, I don't think it's been good. Ninety percent of the squad this year. Fair season. enough. I mean, well, not that's, being funny, but change it, though, haven't you? Macker, if you're watching, I will tell you where he lives, and uh, <laughs> that's the opinions of him and not me and him. I, I, I just yeah. think I, I, I think he's. Um, this is what my dad always says as well, and I agree with him on this. I don't agree with a lot of what he says, but I do on this. I think Macker is a player for, away from home, not not a home type player. All right, who do you replace him with then? Khan. Not same position. Doesn't matter. You don't have to have two holding midfielders, uh, defensive midfielders. That's where we keep going. Wrong. Not Carry on. He is playing defensively though. Yeah, you know, all he's doing is running around like a headless chicken, 
uh, kicking a player. That's what which... Macca's good at. Yeah, but we've got Bishop to do that as well. Like, yeah, but Bishop can't do it. Like, to do how it. many games last season do we see Bishop getting overrun? But Shaughnessy is going to be playing centre back because Hayden White's injured. Yeah, he is now, but he wasn't suspended. Yeah, he is now, and I'm not going to debate that now. I think we do need him in the team right now, but and we're not talking about now. We're talking about then, and this is why I was saying I just don't think I don't think Maka has been. I think we've got better <coughs> options. That's what I'm saying. Mellis has been out injured. Maka's on the pitch. Mellis is on anyway. the pitch. Shaughnessy is <laughs> on the pitch. Who, who do you have on the bench then? If you, Tomlinson, who, not the same player. Don't it wouldn't fit. I just I'm all I'm saying. I don't think. Mackle gets likes to push forwards, and whereas Bish and, and, and Tomlinson like to drop back. They are practically like the same try and go mini Bish, I have got no idea what was put in that cake, but it's time to stop you two <laughs> arguing and hear from the man himself. Here is Alex McDonald. The two performances prior to Grimsby were better performances, more like us performances, um, but the, the the dogged win against Grimsby was. Um, was it was a real positive so far? I mean, it was a game where we didn't feel as though we played as good as what we could have done, uh, and what we should, and the standards that were set over recent weeks. But having said that, when you're going away to places like Grimsby in this in this division, uh, to come away with all three points, albeit with not a very good performance, uh, satisfies me probably the most so far this season. When you get to 90 odd minutes and you've had a man sent off, your back's against the wall, and then you get that that opportunity, and the big chief comes up and and knocks it in the back of the net. It's uh, you, you're coming in and because our performances haven't got the results that we, we'd like to have had over the previous two games before that, um, there was a, there was a real galvanised spirit this morning. A lot of people with smiles on their faces. Um, so it's it's good. It's it's, it's a training session uh, today and tomorrow that we're looking forward to to prepare for a very tough game against Oldham. If you continue to do the right things, perform properly, uh, perform to the levels that we know we're capable of, more often than not you're going to get them them results um, consistently. So it's it's... It has been hard so far this year, but obviously if we keep concentrating on ourselves and not and, and not worrying about too much and making sure that the performance is right, the effort levels are right, then I genuinely believe with the ability that we've got in the squad, we will climb this table. I tell you what, back in, back in 2001, when you were a toddler, he would not go in that team, I'm telling you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be you honest, I've got no idea what Alex McDonald has just said there, speaking to wife Alex, because these two are still at it. I've actually literally, literally part of them. All right, then. All right then, now Mellis is injured, who do we play then? Can't. But but Khan's, but Khan's already on the pitch. Yeah, but then that leaves us with no option on the bench. If anybody's got any gaffer tape, yeah, because that's where McDonald's is That'll be great. Yeah, boys, boys, topic. boys! I'm going to add fuel to the fire. A very good evening to our very good friend, Mr. Simon Mercer. I hope you're jolly well and everything. I hope the boys are well as well. He says, "Evening, boys. How how's you guys doing?" Uh, Alex McDonald has easily been our man of the match in the last two league games. Thank you, Sai. Seriously, he's been playing like he's the... awful against Plymouth. Can I finish the comment? Can I finish the carry comment? On, carry on. He's been playing. <laughs> Like the macker of old, getting in people's faces and breaking yeah, the plate. Long may it continue. The only thing I wish Macker would <laughs> would shoot more from outside the area. You never know; he might end up with one on target. It's funny, side because during that, them two did stop for a brief second because I saw your comment come through. And it's all right. Simon's waiting on the argument now, and Nathan straightway said, "I said there we go." Because he won't be agreeing with me. We always disagree, don't we? There you go. I have to say, Simon, as well, completely agree with you. Uh, anyway, Thank moving you. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Where's, I'm ringing my dad up in a minute. He'll, he'll back up. 
Oh dear! <laughs> I was going to say something that I'm definitely not going to. Yeah, moving on. Yeah, moving please on. don't. Uh, Roger in the comments says uh, the common denominator in the performances has been poor quality in the last third. They must improve to climb up the league. Absolutely, we've got to start finding our rhythm now. Whether that comes from Maka, from Otis Khan, from, from the I think, <laughs> and, and hear me out on this. I think that it's going to start to come a little bit more now because I said to my dad on Saturday at Grimsby, one thing we're lacking is that ability and that confidence to play out from the back last season and I know we shouldn't go back to last season too much but last season our success came from having confidence on the ball and it was the same pretty much the same three centre backs or the same defence they had confidence to put the foot on the ball and to play to play it out wide to play it through the middle but this season they don't seem comfortable on the ball they don't seem comfortable in trying to play and I don't get why but I think with Bobby Lesnick back in goal now and I'm not saying one player makes a difference I just feel that they might have that confidence a little bit more to be able to go back to the keeper if they need to to be able to find that space and to be able to carry us that extra five, six, seven yards which can get us into those attacking positions which we then can go and punish and hurt and get more goals for Danny Rhodes which is hence why we need Macca and Khan on the pitch so we can get them both because you, you get it to the midfield and w what do we do with it? We don't really get it to the midfield at the moment though. The problem, I, I agree with That's you guys. That's the in, point. Yeah, no, I agree with the, the point that Lesnik is certainly going to help because his distribution, I think particularly at the wings, so getting out to CJ and whoever's going to, you're probably Gordon on the right, that will certainly be a positive for us. But the, diff, the problem we need to fix is movement off the ball and I think this is where we've got to see a bit of confidence from the midfield players whoever they may be even if it's Alex McDonald uh, they need to show show for the ball they need to be able to show a bit of confidence and want to receive it in the, in the midfield area and that's where we've been going wrong because at the moment our movement off the ball isn't great we're, we're pretty pretty static and we don't seem to believe in ourselves to receive the ball and do something with it so that's why we're going long to the likes of Danny Rose or, or Cook or whoever's up there uh, to then just go for the knockoffs, and that's not not working. You can see on Saturday at, at Grimsby the way we won the free kick to get the goal, playing through the middle, playing it on the deck, having the confidence to play it out from the back and put that pass through midfield. We've got the players with the quality there to make those passes. We just need to have that bit more confidence and that more belief in ourselves and our ability to be able to do that rather than trying to knock it long and trying to play off Danny Rose or Cook. Exactly, and I think that's a, a key thing. Why we get <coughs> like you need players, confident players on the pitch, such as Anis Madar. I'm not trying to start an argument again because I really can't be bothered. But we need players that are going to be able to play the ball. But we also need the option that you've got. Maka can play a ball; he can pick out a pass fantastically. But he can he also likes to run at defenders, and just running. Defenders is something that we've lacked so much this season. How many goals did we get last season? Just CJ running at defenders, or Otis when he played running at defenders. Maka through the middle running at defenders. Tyler running at defenders through the middle. What's the one massive thing we've lacked up front this season? Just cutting edge, just getting forward. And point proven on Saturday, we get CJ, we get ball out to CJ, and he's gone. Brings us down. It, uh, we get a goal at the end of it. It works. It we we can actually play that type of football. But why does it take us? How many games we played now? 13, 14? 12, 13, Yeah. Why does it take this long to realise? Uh, uh, why are we doing something different? Why can't we just 
play like we were. When you talk about running on the ball, we need to do more running off the ball as well for me. I think one of the things that we said about CJ, I, I think he has done a bit, a bit of running with the ball when he's out on the wing, but what we're seeing different from him is that you're not seeing him gamble as much by making runs when he's not on the ball. And I think that's because he doesn't trust the pass is going to come through to him. So he's got to have trust in those players around him to play those balls in behind where he can hurt the defence. But the same for other players, not just him. We need runners off the ball because what we have been doing as well this season is those occasions, are, all right, it's not happened anywhere near as much as last year, but those occasions when CJ has got down down the wings or, or Gordon or whoever, we've always ended up with just probably one player in the box. We need more of those midfield runners coming in because we need more players in the box to get on the end of those crosses. So there's no point getting down the wings if you're not going to have anybody in there for the end product. I feel like these two could argue all night and I feel like... <laughs> I think we agreed marriage, there a little bit. Well, a little bit. Maybe there's a bit of a truce. Uh, time now to uh, talk about the podcast's best game uh, in uh, podcast history, which is, of course, the pound prediction game where Cam... Well, let's face it, he's basically just going to owe us quite a lot of money in, in, in the both, end of the, se- end of the season. Um, Nathan, have you got your pound? I haven't this week. No. Oh, but but, but we, we do go, uh, <coughs> you, you do drop me off afterwards so I can always get a pound from my house. That is very true, whereas Cam, I'm going to be waiting until I'm at least 30. Nice. Uh, here is my pound now. That's I'm not very long it. then, is and it? It's really not. I'm going to put it in the, uh, the, <laughs> the pound pot. Um and I'm going to make my prediction first I am going to say back-to-back victories are going to come I think we're going to comfortably win 3-1 Nathan, I'm going to go with you uh, You next what's your prediction? you went for a 2-0 defeat last time out just reminding you yes I did uh, I'm going to back us this week 1-0 win Alex McDonald <laughs> <laughs> oh the irony uh, oh, um... <clears throat> you're going to have a clean sweep you're going for a 2-0 win 2-0 yeah, win Uh, The scores at the moment, uh, Nathan has one game correctly predicted. I have one game correctly predicted. Cam has none. Uh, So it's still to get get off the mark. This is the first game, home game I'll miss all season. So who knows, this could be the turning point uh, for you as well. A few few final comments come in before we uh, do the last bit of the show. It's a little bit different uh, this week. Uh, Roger says, to fuel the argument, once again, please don't reply. Macca played the best again. Played the best against Plymouth. Did Macca? Uh, Thank you. Nathan says. Uh, Simon Macca. says. Too right. Nathan wouldn't have it any other way in terms of arguing. Uh, but he also says, I agree with you more. Let's have more running off the ball. Um, indeed. Yeah. Thank you very much for your uh, predictions. Really appreciate that. We shall see how we get on at the same time next week on the Mansfield Matters podcast. Make sure you join us at 6.30ish on the show for the fans, by the fans. Today is World Mental Health Day where all things mental health are being uh, talked about and chatted about. Whether it's... What's always interesting for me is that you can have a conversation about football but you can't have a conversation about your mental health so we're just going to take two minutes now to have something a little bit different here on the Mansfield Matters podcast There is a difference between mental health and obviously um, the, the players being in the right frame of mind to win a football match you know there's some things are bigger than, than football um, there are um, serious issues in the game with mental health. I've had, you know, quite a few of my former teammates have found themselves in rehab during the career or at the end, Drew being one of them. Um, and he's somebody that will speak um, from his experiences. 
not only his personal experiences, but the players he's dealt with most recently, um, helping them get through some, some tough times. And um, when you look at the suicide rate for, for young males under 40, it's alarming. Um, and it's important for people to realise that it's good to talk, um, you know, just having a cup of coffee with a mate and unloading on him or um, in the pub where you may having a beer and ha having a chat about how you're feeling and if you're struggling to deal with something's important. So um, I'm fully aware of how important it is today and it's great that um, there's, there's a, you know, a day that, that, that broadens awareness and, and makes people aware of the issues that are going on in today's society. You know, we'll all talk about a goal, a red card or a controversial moment within the beautiful game, but we don't talk about our mental health. Over the past decade, I've seen more and more fans at half-time, etc. sitting in a social media trance, but that's far from social. It's okay to not be okay. Let's swap sending that meaningless tweet and start a conversation with each other. Let's unite, because nobody should ever suffer or feel alone. You wouldn't let the battery on your phone drain. So don't do it to yourself. We have a voice. Let's use it. Let's get Britain talking. Without fear, without judgement. Talking about mental health is not weakness. It's strength. It's okay to not be okay. So go on. Use the time. Pick up the phone. Turn to the person next to you. And say, hey, how are you? Are you okay? Those little conversation starters can be the light to somebody's darkness. Those little conversation starters can change your outlook and change your life. Mental health matters. It's time to start talking. started this podcast it was much about coming together and having conversations and having something to do on a weekly basis as it was about talking about the stags it's been quite weird that at home games Cam was saying it in the car on the way up and Nathan said it to me a number of times before people start to recognize us and want to have conversations about the games about the podcast which is fantastic and it's great that we've been able to do that through the power of this podcast and it's important that we're able and feel able to have conversations we, with each other and for me that makes me proud of what we do whether it's one person that listens a hundred or a thousand I genuinely don't care as long as it impacts on one person and that's why I wanted to share that message with you there obviously John Dempster speaking about uh, mental health and how it affects sportsmen and also just a bit of a message from me as well we all face things which we find difficult, but the most difficult thing we find is having a conversation and being open and honest about it. If there's one thing which you take away from today and all the things you've seen, it's that talking to somebody is perfectly acceptable. 
it's nothing to be judged on it's nothing to feel bad about because people genuinely want to help we're happy to sit here and argue about Alex McDonald or Otis Khan we're happy to sit here and bicker and laugh and joke and talk about football but would we sit here and talk about and, and admit that things aren't going quite well probably not but I hope that we as three friends would because we have a friendship network and I also hope that friends that you've met through the podcast or through listening you'd feel comfortable in doing that as well mental health doesn't have an age limit and it was funny I was in a school today uh, this morning as part of work um, we did a assembly where we were speaking to key stage one and two students who little pupils you know and some of those identifying the things which can affect your mental health like bullying and not being included in things things so simple as that can affect anyone if you've got children speak to them because you know they might want to they might want to tell you something kids have no limits which is a great thing which is which is good but as we become adults we become more recluse and we become more hidden away within ourselves and i think sometimes it's it's good to you know to talk about that i'm putting no pressure on the two people that are sat beside me today but i think one thing which is key in getting people to talk about their mental health and getting people to do things like stop scrolling through facebook and twitter and have conversations is by hearing experiences of those around them it was very, very interesting today to hear that story of drew broughton who obviously now that's his job really to um you know to work on performance and to work on the mental side of the game because it is there in the summer i was looking to put together a mental health podcast but for one reason or another it didn't quite work i had a conversation with a player who i was quite surprised to see how actually how prominent mental health issues are within the game a couple of weeks ago there was a section of supporters shouting for Dempster out and you could see he was rattled by comments after a game about certain things and I don't think people realise sometimes the pressure which is in football and one thing I wanted to do before we left today was to be open to be honest about our own experiences whether how big or how small and hopefully that inspires you guys to sit down and to talk and to to start those conversations whether it's with a friend whether it's with a family member or um your children or, or whatever because nobody should suffer alone i'm going to come to nathan first because i've known nathan since what 2012 13 yeah around that time when you came to a radio station at that time i'm right thinking you just lost fully lost your sight i still had some at that point still actually, had yeah. some a little bit yeah and i remember watching you go through life with a smile on your face you always had a smile on your face when you came into that radio station you always had a laugh and a joke and made made light of things and i always used to look at you and think how the bloody hell is he doing that <laughs> But there must have been times for you where you've thought, and excuse the swearing, shit, I can't do this anymore. I'm I'm struggling. How do I find my way way through that? You must have had battles which you've had to had to over overcome. Absolutely. I mean, I I went through um, around a year of of hell really, where um, you know dealing with with something like losing your sight. It's uh, not going to be easy for anybody going through it and uh you know i was no exception as much as i uh 
on the outside I might have looked strong to a lot of people because that's one thing I always wanted to do it's a different story when you're you know on your own and you've got time to be within your own mind and sometimes that's probably the worst part about it if you're not talking to people about it the only thing you can do is sit there and talk to yourself about it in your own head and that's probably the most unhealthy part of it so um by going to places like the radio station that you mentioned there and going out and doing different things which in, essentially all that was all that was doing for me is connecting me with other people which was giving me the chance to talk it might not have been necessarily about the one issue that I had at that point but it was talking about different things which started conversations about other subjects which essentially helped me with my sort of rehabilitation of going through that so um, you know doing things like that meeting people like yourself um, helped me on my recovery um, and my journey it doesn't mean I'm, I'm fully recovered because life is life and things come up come up every day every week and mental health issues doesn't discriminate it, it affects everyone as, as strong as you might think somebody is at some point in their life they would have had the same problems so you're not alone and that's one thing is the probably biggest barrier that you've got to sort of realise and uh, like, like they say it's okay to not be okay and the best thing is to talk to people it's at the same radio station where I met Cam as a 13, 14 how old were you? about 14 <coughs> 14 it year was old just after we won promotion just after we won promotion yeah, yeah. Uh, Cam was a 14 year old I was a radio tutor at this particular radio Practice. station teacher yeah, not a teacher. I was not a teacher. You were a teacher. Stop. You were a teacher. Oh, I was not a teacher. <laughs> Go away. Um, <laughs> and for that group of people, that group of youngsters, making friends and things like that was sometimes hard for them to do. The radio station became a place where they could hang out, obviously pick up new skills and learn new things, but also battle against that social isolation and I always wonder, I've never asked this question and feel free to not answer it because there's no pressure to answer it whatsoever but was having something like that there a platform or a, um, an area which you felt could help combat against those issues of social isolation and bullying and things like that within within school and within education especially you know with with the way social media was progressing in in those days did it become a place where you could meet other people and broaden your life experiences and help battle through those potential issues which might which might have been there yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't say that i've ever particularly been bullied through school life i just never seemed to I used to talk to people, but I, I wouldn't say I could have, like, genuine, actual friends. As I got a bit older, I had a few close friends, but I, 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 only because I'd see them every day. And and, and to quite personally, I'm totally honest, without ta uh, takeover, I'm going to throw it you out there. You mentioned it, it's fine. And you guys, then I wouldn't have done half the stuff that I've done. Actually, well, I wouldn't have, A, joined the radio station if it wasn't for Craig, because it was just a... Pop message I have, someday. I have thought about taking out an injunction against him, but it's far too costly. Oh, jeez. Here we go. Every season you get me with that one. But it was just a pop message, like, I'm interested in coming. Have you got anything? And at that point, TakeOver was just this small shell as such. 
and to be part of that that grew and grew and grew and got to the point that it did was fantastic because you felt inclusive it was inclusive anyone could come no matter who you were we'd got uh, quite a few other young people from different schools different areas different backgrounds as well massively and none of that mattered it's like um, you could be at school one minute and then you'd be hanging around with a load of different people where you'd actually have like a common ground and actually be able to talk about something that you want to talk about something that not you're not forced to talk about you can talk about something you enjoy you're actually passionate about you you actually know about and from i came in to take over as this shy uh 13 14 year old and I struggled at first, I'll admit. <laughs> the amount of time me and Craig had, had spent doing all these. <laughs> Interestingly enough, <laughs> yeah. Um, first thing Craig ever, 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 ever taught me, teacher. Not uh, a teacher. Was. Just it, can you go was, back? I'm going to start with Nathan. The, the first thing was the, to make a, a podcast, and it, that turned into a sports podcast. It's amazing how things come full circle, isn't it? Tell me about it. (laughs) But from there, obviously, we learnt and developed and made so many new friends and had all these opportunities to then also go and do things at Leicester, at the the main sister station as such, and meet even more people and do so many more different things. And and it it was just mad that everything just all seemed to happen and it, it just a million miles an hour and it's only now when you actually get a chance to look back at it it's like it's amazing how much simpler things were and it's it's interesting that you say that because there's there's a common theme which develops in in all of that yours was wanting to find new people and obviously find an activity nathan's was wanting to find a life and find a path where he could continue and battle against those those particular things i've seen so many groups so many different activities which obviously we run at work um, and other things as well it's that common ground and it comes back to this podcast and it comes back to football everybody's happy to talk about football because it's a common ground everybody's happy to talk about a book in a book club because it's common ground everybody's happy to talk about reality tv it's common ground you feel comfortable when you find your common ground so whatever you're doing whatever struggles you're facing there is something out there for you to find common ground. Mine, there's two here. The first one was 2009. It's actually been 10 years since I got into doing creative media stuff. 29th of September 2009, barrel away, <laughs> we got beat on a Tuesday oh. night. I'd followed Mansfield ridiculously, religiously um, since being at school. I didn't know what I wanted to do in my life, and to be honest, I was getting feeling a little bit isolated. If I'm being totally honest, there was very little else, in fact, nothing else in my life other than going to watch the games. And I very nearly didn't go that night. Fortunately, I did, and ended up getting a random opportunity, which has led me to start down so many different paths, ultimately to here, where I'm able to do this podcast. And I look back and think, Mansfield Town was my thing going to watch the games was my common ground and was my thing which gave me a voice and gave me a thing to talk about and the confidence to go out and be able to talk 
and that stopped me from going down those areas which none of us really want to talk about the S word things like that in 2012 having the confidence to speak to somebody on Twitter completely changed my life and I'm always going to be grateful for those opportunities the ones which come have come my way because of that and I just think to anybody out there there's been dark moments and there are still dark moments there will be in Cam's life there will be in Nathan's life there will be in my life there will be in your life still to come which you can get through but for anybody out there I would just say have the confidence to talk and have the confidence to say to somebody that you're struggling because somebody will help and you will find a way through it nobody is alone out there and I'm hoping the one thing I wanted to do with this podcast when we set it up when we spoke about it all those years ago was to make it a common thing every single week where we where a group of people come together and feel like they have something they can connect over if people make friends if people develop relationships if people feel confident to talk to each other then that is absolutely fantastic and job done and that is that is the key thing the key thing Just for me one second I'm going to bring it back to football if you've got a friend that goes to the stags and you see them occasionally but you don't ever speak to them but they're always active on social media drop a message are you alright if they say yeah yeah I'm alright ask them again because you know what sometimes that that is the best thing too because if you've got someone that will ask you about it and it's like are you just doing it to be nice or you actually care ask them again and they might be like oh maybe I'm not alright I just want to talk to someone and that can be the difference between someone being alone all night and uh, not doing anything and actually having a conversation and actually talking to someone and same as goes if you're having a night out and you've got a friend that you've not seen for a while ask them to come with you ask them for a drink or go down to the local pub and have a pint and, and play pool or darts or if you're a simple thing like going to McDonald's, if you've got a friend that you've not seen for a while, ask them. Have a date night. Date night. Date. Jeez. We do that every Thursday. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, have a conversation. <laughs> have a laugh. Talk about all, things which are on your mind. But it all starts at just asking. Yeah. Ask conversation. Ask someone. If using that like. thing which is so powerful, a voice. Kindness costs nothing. And conversations, there are so many ways to, you know, start a conversation, uh, which is what we've been doing thank you very much for listening to us ramble on for five ten minutes talking about mental health it's important to talk about it because it's it's an issue which men especially do not talk about it's got so many stigmas attached and yet the suicide rate for men is high it's too high one is enough and it's way much higher than that in young people i think it's something like Anxiety and depression has risen 48% since 2004 in young people. And that's largely down to social media where people, you know, hide behind that and become keyboard warriors. Like I said in that piece before, so many people at half time will go on the phone. And so many people, when this podcast is finished, will sit and scroll through the phone. How about this? How about don't scroll through your phone for a little bit? Why not text somebody or call somebody or have a conversation to somebody in your house? Because that conversation that text that message could be the difference uh, to them and if you're struggling as well don't worry there are groups out there there are places out there to help have the confidence to do it because honestly it will be the best thing that you ever did this podcast is what does it for me going to games week in week out is 
is key. Seeing people, having something to talk about, having an escape from the nine to five and all those things. So thank you very much for keep watching this podcast. Thank you very much for keep listening and enjoying it because you guys and those of you out there are helping me, are helping Nathan, Cam, Simon, everybody associated with Mansfield Matters. It's okay not to be okay. Talk, have a conversation because that is what matters. We'll be back for another conversation next week at 6.30 on the show for the fans by the fans why because mental health matters I couldn't have said it any more perfect I'm just going to leave you with this I never thought we'd get to 100 episodes I never thought we'd get past one you watching you listening have helped us do that please continue to do so and if you do one thing once we press that end button and start broadcasting tonight and once this podcast finishes have a conversation please. See you next week. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.